The following podcast is going to contain spoilers. Spoilers that I've already spoiled all throughout 2020. Meaning that, yes, this is a clip show. But don't let that fool you. Don't think that just because it's a clip show that I'm phoning it in. And I'm taking it easy as the year closes out. Because just one guy, me, all by myself, putting together a clip show, it takes a lot of work. I mean, I haven't worked this hard or put in as much time on an episode as I've put in on this one. Not all year, not one episode all year spent more time on this episode than any of them. Well, not combined. That would be silly. Regardless, proceed with joy in your heart. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and I've got something to say. Don't I always? Don't I always have something to say? That's kind of the point of a podcast, right? You wouldn't be listening if I didn't have something to say. But as I sit here watching as 2020 winds down, staring over the precipice into 2021, I put a lot of thought into what I was going to do to wrap up the year. A lot of podcasts do their top five, top 10, whatever, something, whatever their focus is on their podcast. In my case, it's comic books. So I would do a top 10 comic books of the year, top five favorite comic book movies of the year, that kind of stuff. But I didn't want to do that for 2020. Instead, I kind of looked back over the year and I thought, based on everything that has happened this year, it might be kind of interesting to do a year in the life of the Just Another Fanboy podcast. Because not only did the show change a bit throughout the year, Heck, the freaking world changed. Let me throw some stats at you. The first episode of Just Another Fanboy in 2020 was the first episode of season two. Now, since then, I have gone all through season two, started season three in the middle of the year, and we're wrapping up season three with this episode and the next one. Once this episode and the next episode on Thursday is done, I will have recorded and put out a total of 88 episodes for Just Another Fanboy. But that's not all I did all year. I also had my podcast over on the Patreon, which is called My Other Podcast. I did 48 episodes of that podcast. That's 136 podcast episodes this year. And that doesn't include the six live streams I've done this year as well. And those I just started in November. I changed the theme song twice When I started season three, I had taken the original theme song for the show and tweaked it a bit. And then sometime through season three, I said, no, I'm just going to change it all together. Why not? I wrote a book, except not really. I actually wrote the book and published it in 2019. But I mention it there at the beginning of 2020 because I was trying to get the word out there. I never finished the Dragonlance Chronicles in 2020. Got two episodes out on a three book series. One of these days, I'll finish that. Maybe 2021, fingers crossed. I didn't watch Picard in 2020. And then I did. I, at one point during 2020, lament the fact that I have never watched all of Star Trek Next Generation. I had never watched all of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I had never watched all of Star Trek Voyager. And then later in the year, watched all of them. All three shows. Watched them all. Binged them. I was still clinging to the hope at one point in 2020 that I would eventually do another episode of the Stephen R. Else podcast. I had recorded one and had started working on a second one. I was halfway into the second one when my hard drive crashed and I lost everything. And I just ended up walking away from Stephen R. Else. We'll probably never see another one of those episodes again. 
And then again, we might. Who knows? Who knows what 2021 will bring? And of course, throughout all of that, we had a pandemic going on. March landed and suddenly we are on lockdown. I went from recording episodes in my car, in the parking lot, before work, using my phone as a microphone, to then recording them on my couch, as I am now, using my old podcast microphone, which frankly sounds a bit better, and with my daughter just sitting over here listening in because that's what she does. And then, of course, during the pandemic, we have the Black Lives Matter protests right in the middle of all that. And I had a thing or two to say about that as well. So what we're going to do here is we're just going to go through 2020 as told by the Just Another Fanboy podcast. And frankly, when I started working on that final episode that was going to put all this together, that was going to just tell the story of the year only through the eyes of the Just Another Fanboy podcast, I realized that one episode just wasn't going to do it. And that's why we're doing part one today. And then part two will come out on Thursday. Part one, season two. Part two will be season three. And it's all going to be to the music of Kirby Crackle. I talked to Kirby Crackle, Kyle Stevens, a.k.a. Kirby Crackle. I had already put together all the clips for this episode here with the music. And I sent it to him and I said, hey, is it going to be okay if I do this? And he said, yeah, that's fine. And then we gave each other digital high fives. I like to think that he hugged me digitally, but there was no word of that. We didn't say that. We didn't talk about hugs at all. So... But in my heart, I feel like he did. Just giving me his permission to play his music on the show just touched me, touched me in my heart. It was like a digital hug. And frankly, I chose Kirby Crackle because as I was putting the clips together and I was thinking about what songs I should put in between the clips, Kirby Crackle's music just seemed to fit every single time. And so I just decided rather than using various songs from various artists, I was just going to do... 2020, the year with Kirby Crackle. Now, if you listen to any of these songs and you like them and you want to go hear more Kirby Crackle, you can go to kirbycracklemusic.com. You can buy their music on iTunes, Bandcamp, kirbycrackle.bandcamp.com. Both of those links will be in the show notes. You can stream Kirby Crackle pretty much anywhere that music is streamed. Spotify, for example, if you're a Spotify person, if you're an Apple music person, if you're an Amazon music person, you can stream all their music there. And I should say that there is going to be, I I will be putting an explicit tag on this episode, primarily for one, one Kirby Crackle song, which uses the S word. And I'm not one who likes to cuss on my shows, but I'm not about to, to not use that song because it fits so perfect where I put it. And it's a good darn tune. It's called Moisture Farm. I will, when we wrap up this episode, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the names of all the songs that we listen to. But before we get to that, let's just get this sucker going. I'm gonna, we're going to start out the same way the year started out. Episode number 72 from January 13th, 2020, the beginning of season two, all the way through July. Not all the way through July, but when we get into July, season two ends. And then this episode will end. But I'll be back at the end to fill you in on a couple more things. You're probably sick of me talking already, aren't you? I know you are, because frankly, I'm sick of myself talking. Let's just get this episode going already. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. 
welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and hey, 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 hey. That was a lot of haze. Many haze for you today's, because today, this episode is the first episode of season two of the aforementioned podcast. I, I already said the title. I don't want to say it again. Starting with season two, however... I almost feel like the 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 podcast needs to be renamed. I made a list between seasons of the books and storylines that I wanted to cover. And while I I will be talking about the occasional new book now and now and again, most everything on my list is books that I first read when I was a preteen or a teenager, basically a kid. So it's almost like the podcast needs to be called midlife crisis because I'm reliving my childhood through the stories that I read as a child. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And so to kick us off with season two, one of my probably most favorite comic book series from back in the day when I was a kid, I'm talking about ElfQuest here. Now, this first came out in 1978. I'm going to give you some information about the book. We're going to talk just about issue number one today. And then throughout the next I don't know, months, years. I don't know how long it's going to take because it's not going to be, I'm not going to talk about ElfQuest. I'm not going to talk about ElfQuest every single episode, but once a month, once every couple of weeks, I'm going to talk about an issue and we're going to try to get through the entire series, not just the original quest, which is what the first 20 issues were called. We're also talking the hidden years. We're talking uh, the others that I haven't read yet. <laughs> Siege at Blue Mountain. The Final Quest. There's even a new series that just started last month that I I was going to get. I thought, holy crap, new ElfQuest. I've got to buy this. But really, when I look at all of the ElfQuest that's out there stretched out before me, I've really only ever read a small fraction of it. But I've read the crap out of it. get started with the episode today there's something i want to talk about the the episode itself once the theme song kicks in this episode was recorded at least two weeks ago this portion that you're listening to right now however was recorded wednesday morning january 22nd the morning before this episode was released and i just just learned that terry jones from monty python passed away now he hasn't been doing too well the last year or so. It came out that that he was suffering from dementia. 
And um, so we knew this was coming. Those of us who are who are fans of Monty Python, we knew that this was coming. And I'm not quite sure what I want to say about it at this moment. I'm usually not really affected all that much when a celebrity passes away. Because as much as, may, you know, maybe I might have grown up with certain celebrities always being a part of my life. It's just never really affected me the way that I've, you know, I, I look at people around me and, and for example, when Prince died, it really, it really affected my wife and it affected a lot of people. And intellectually, I, I got it. I understood. But I, it's just nothing like that has really kind of touched me the way it has touched other people. But the moment I saw that Terry Jones passed away, I don't know, I've just been sitting in my car in silence. He, Terry Jones, was not always one of my favorite members of Monty Python. For a long time, he was actually my least. When I was in high school, and, you know, you, you can't like a group, whether it's a band or a comedy troupe or whatever, you can't like a group without ranking the members, right? You've got your favorite, you've got your least favorite, You've got the others in the group that are somewhere in between. And regardless of the fact that maybe somebody might be your least fav- least favorite of the group, it doesn't mean that it's it's somebody you don't like. And for the longest time, Terry Jones was probably my least favorite of the group. Now, I couldn't tell you nowadays, I don't want to sit here and rank the guys. That's not my that's not my purpose here. But as I grew older and started learning more about each of the guys from Monty Python and seeing some of the stuff that they did outside of the group when learning how Terry Jones was a was a historian and a lot of the documentaries he's done, historical documentaries. And um, Eric the Viking was a, was a movie that he wrote and directed. And he just, he quickly rose in the ranks and Michael Palin has always been my favorite, but second to Michael Palin for probably the last 10 years has always been Terry Jones. And it's not, I guess I'm trying to put it into words somehow before I, before we get into the, to the episode itself. But I just, I just want to say that it's a great loss to the world. He has given so much joy to the world and to my life so many times that I have felt down or depressed. And I've been able to uh, put on Monty Python. And it's made me, it's just, it's just made me feel better about the world. So he's going to be missed. I'm going to miss him. But we should all be as lucky as Terry Jones. We should all, when it comes time for us to go, to know that you have created this body of work that's going to be remembered probably forever and remembered fondly. And so it is a, it's, it's a big loss to the world today, but he has put so much into the world. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just felt like I had to say something.
this year, my friend, we arrive once again With our hearts at the end of a line That's man-made at best, and we've all tried our best In a world that is so intertwined And the things that we've seen to a cold heart can bring the warmth of a sunset on fire Or to the boldest of hearts They can temper the spark To light its own funeral pyre So love me holy and deep There's not much to say when you feel this way Trust me with all that I see Your heart can be safe in this place Oh, this year, my friend it can seem like the end Like a golden age flickering out Like the rules put in place Have all but been erased And the world is swimming in doubt Oh, but then there is love And all that can come up A hill you weren't planning to climb Though age you might feel, there's no sound that's more real Than when millions of hearts beat in time So love me, holy and deep There's not much to say when you feel this way So trust me with all that I your heart can be safe in this place Sometimes I go off script and I say things that maybe in my mind I think at the time are clever, but they turn out to be stupid. So while I'm just spouting nonsense and idiocy and making myself look like a fool, I want to remind everybody that I have a new book out there. It's called Then a Penguin Walked In and Other Tall Tales. You can get that sucker right now at most any online 
retail outlet. If you want to know where it's available, just go to penguin.stevenorelse.com. That's where you start. You can get it for your Kindle. You can get it on Amazon in paperback form. You can get it for your Nook. If you're a Kobo person, you can get it for your Kobo reader. It's out there. It's out there for you. And I hope you enjoy it. The first story in the book, well, it's a fantasy tale. And I wrote it because I had been reminiscing about my youth and all the fantasy books that I used to read. I'm a big reader. Most of what I used to read back in the day was all fantasy stuff. Started with the Dragonlance Chronicles, read some Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, moved on to stuff like The Wheel of Time, the Shannara books by Terry Brooks, which rhymes with books. So I was all up in the Dragonbone Chair and the other books in that trilogy, Tad Williams. I can't remember the other two books, Stone of Farewell. And to Green Angel Angel Tower, I think was the third one. It's been a while since I've read those. And so at the time that I, I decided I wanted to write myself a fantasy book, I had started to go back. A couple of years ago, I decided I was going to try to reread or listen to all these old books that I grew up reading. And I made a huge freaking list. And then quickly found out that I didn't have a lot of time on my hands. But I started to listen to the Dragonlance Chronicles, and it got me it got me in the mood to write some fantasy. And so I wrote, then a penguin walks in, which isn't the typical title you might find for a fantasy novel. Um, and that's because it's not your tif- typical fantasy novel. Well, first of all, it's not a novel. It's a short story, and it's not typical. When I wrote it, I asked myself the question, if Douglas Adams were to write a fantasy book, what would it be like? And that's what I tried to do with Then a Penguin Walked In. But the main reason I'm talking about it today, right now, the only reason I bring it up is because I want to talk about a book with y'all. Going back and trying to find these books from my youth to read or to listen to, it's not easy. I go to used bookstores, I can't find anything, or I find maybe book two and not book one or book three, and it's just, it's been a big chore. The obvious place to start for me, because I'm a low-rent fanboy, is is at the library. And But because these books are older, they don't have them, they don't have the audio books anymore. And so I would go to, we have, uh, through our library, we have the Hoopla app, which allows us to check things out digitally. One of those options is audiobooks. And there is a uh, another resource to check out audiobooks electronically. I can't think of the name of it. I do it through an app called Libby. But while I was just sorting through the fantasy and just looking to see what was available, I had changed my preferences on Libby to only look at fantasy novels that were available to check out right then and there. See, through Libby, if someone else is checking out, if somebody else has checked out the book, you can't check it out as well. Hoopla doesn't matter, but through Libby, whatever resource they use, the book the book has to be available. Somebody else can't already be listening to it. And so I'm just kind of scrolling through what's there, and I come across this book that just based on the cover alone did not look at all interesting in any way. And I started to read through the description, and I thought, you know, I guess whatever, there's, there was just nothing about the book that made me go, I have to listen to this book. But I had honestly gotten to the point where I was tired of scrolling, and nothing was leaping out to me, and everything I was coming across was book two of 15 or book seven of 19, and any of the pre- none of the previous books were available. Well, the thing that appealed to me the most about this particular book, and we'll talk about it in a second, is that it was book one of three, and it was available. 
So I thought I'd give it a try. It's called The Blade Itself. It's by Joe Abercrombie. It came out in 2006. And the audiobook is read by Stephen Pacey. So I start listening to the book. And the first thing that strikes me is that Stephen Pacey, as a narrator, is literally one of the best. This is the first book I've ever listened to by this guy. The only other guy I can really compare him to off the top of my head is Jim Dale, who did the American versions of the Harry Potter books. The thing I always like the most about Jim Dale is that he could literally do a different voice for every character, a voice that was different enough for every character that You didn't even have to hear him introduce who the character was. You knew who it was just simply by the voice he was using. Well, that's that's the same with Stephen Pacey. He is amazing. Now, I will say that by the time I finished this book, uh, the first words out of my mouth actually was just before the end. I think I was 30 minutes to the end, the climax of the book, the final scene. I just went, holy crap. So, hey, folks, I'm your host. My name is Steven, and I have something that I need to admit to everybody out there. I am not watching Picard on CBS All Access. Now, I know that the title of this episode might be kind of considered clickbaity, not to be confused with Warren Beatty or Ned Beatty, but clickbaity, possibly. I don't know. I could assume that somebody looks at the title, I'm not watching Picard, and take it that way. I'm not watching Picard because it looks horrible and it's it's about an old white man and I'm not going to watch it. But I'm actually quite sad that I'm not watching Picard. I keep seeing stuff about it. I watched the trailer. I saw a clip and I'm really sad because I want to watch it, but I can't afford another pay channel. You know, there used to be a time when you didn't pay for TV. I don't know how many of you can remember that time, but there used to be a time that you didn't pay for TV. Now, granted, there were only like three channels, four really when you included PBS, NBC, ABC, CBS, PBS, and then eventually Fox came along and you got five channels and that was it. And you weren't really given a lot of choice as far as what you could watch, but you didn't have to pay for anything. And then cable came along And then you had to start paying. And then that leaped from paying to watch more channels to also including channels that you had to pay extra for. 
HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. And then Satellite came in, and it got to the point where if you were just wanting to watch TV, you you paid for cable or satellite. That's just what you did. Otherwise, you had... You, you, you tried to get the UHF signal in, and that was not always an easy thing to do. That is until everything went digital, and if you had a good antenna, then you could get your TV for free again. Streaming services then came along, starting with Netflix, and everything changed. When Netflix came along and you had stuff, I'll even say Netflix and then Hulu, people started to do what they, they, they called it cutting the cord. I don't have to be tied down. I don't have to pay this giant cable bill or satellite bill anymore. All I got to do is pay for Netflix and Hulu. It's less than $20 a month. I got everything I need. I'm happy. That didn't last very long. It lasted long enough. We all thought that was just the way it was going to be now. But then other places started looking at those models and thinking, hey, they're making some good money. And they're investing in original programming and they're building up their subscription base. We should get in on that. And now it's, there's just too much out there. Now you have to make that choice. Do I want to watch The Mandalorian? Do I want to watch Picard? And unfortunately, the choice I made was I'm not going to watch Picard, at least not until it comes out on DVD. So that is, I guess, the silver lining. It just means that I'm not watching Picard while the others, the folks who are paying for CBS All Access. I'm not watching Picard while they are. I just, I'm just going to wait for the DVD like I do with most movies. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. Here's the thing. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. Never got into the original series. Compared to Star Wars, which was really my first experience with, with uh, big budget sci-fi. I mean, when it came to the, the space shows on TV, I watched Buck Rogers. I watched Battlestar Galactica. But Star Trek at that point, when those shows were out, Star Trek had already been on TV. It was already done. It was done in the, the, what, the, the late sixties and the special effects just, just weren't good. And being a kid, I didn't care about the story if the effects were terrible. So I just never got into Star Trek. Now, the movies started coming out. I remember my dad taking us to see Star Trek, the original motion picture, and I don't remember anything about it. From what I've heard about the movie since then, uh, I'm assuming that I just fell asleep at one point in the movie because I would not have been... I was, I was not even a teenager when that movie hit the theaters. The other Star Trek original series movies came out and I watched them and I enjoyed them, but I never went back to watch the TV show. I have never watched one complete episode of the original series, never in my life. But then Star Trek The Next Generation came along and I was in for that. The problem was it aired on what? UPN, which was a channel for maybe three weeks. And it was one of those channels that... I don't know. It just, it f- I felt like they just couldn't quite nail down a release schedule. So it, I just, it just seemed like I could never, I could never catch the show. I would, I watched the first few episodes and then I would just catch the show here and there when they felt like airing it. That's what it felt like. It didn't feel like every Saturday at seven, I would get to watch an episode of Star Trek. It was like, is it going to air this week? When, what day is it going to air? When is it going to come on? Is it going to, in the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday? And so while I did catch a number of the episodes and I watched quite a bit of them, 
I've never watched the entire Next Generation series. I tried to watch Deep Space Nine, never quite got into it. I think part of that had to do with the fact that the guy who ran the space station, he was the dude that played Hawk, I think his name was, on Spencer for Hire. And I remember thinking Hawk was just this B.A., this super tough guy, this cool, cool dude, and that he did not come across that way at all in Deep Space Nine. And so I went, that's not Hawk. That's just a regular dude. That's not why I, I want to watch. If, if Hawk could run that space station, that would have been awesome. But that's not what we got. Now, I have heard anybody who has watched all everything Star Trek has put out, I have heard that Deep Space Nine is one of the best if not most people's favorite series. That's what I have heard, but I've just never, I never got into it, never really watched it. I tried watching Voyager. I watched a bit of it and kind of got into that for a little bit. I watched all of Enterprise. I caught that streaming. I think it was on Netflix or something a while back, and I and I rather enjoyed that. And I really enjoy the Next Generation movies, except for Nemesis. I feel like I have watched Nemesis many times, or at least I have started Nemesis more than once, but I don't remember ever finishing the movie at all. Such a phase of the sexy. this song for social isolation because I don't know how long we're going to be together Girl pass the dressing it's a blessing to be quarantined with you you know that there's nothing that I'd rather do True that I'm macking and the cracking on my hands is for you sanitizer rub down like we do but we can play in sunshine unlimited screen time i can drive you out of your mind if you want me to i promise you we can just eat cake fight about nothing each day i know that it's all gonna be okay i want a social distance with you girl hands i'll be washing as i'm watching all your roots they're growing out don't worry baby that's what i'm about wipe down the counter 
this encounter No one knows for how long But we've got enough cheese to keep us going strong And do you know all the places I went to find teepee for you, girl? And when I cough in a house, you know I cover my mouth Cause that's what your man should do Sunshine, unlimited screen time I can drive you out of your mind If you want me to I promise you we can just eat cake Fight about nothing each day I know that it's all gonna be okay I wanna social dance dance with you, girl Hey girl, I wanna tell you that I miss you I mean, I know you're just in the other room but it feels like you're miles away And I'm sorry if I said something to make you mad Like your favorite joke that usually makes you roll But this time was inexplicable in your reaction And you said you had a weird feeling about me Or remind you of a sad video you saw online Come back to me And we can play in sunshine Unlimited screen time I can drive you out of your mind If you want me to I promise you we can just eat cake Fight about nothing each day I know that it's all gonna be okay I wanna social dance dance with you I wanna oh, social can play distance sunshine. with you, girl Unlimited screen I wanna sign. own online I drive you out of your and mind I don't know the next if time we're gonna see your parents But it's gonna be okay you we can just eat cake You watch the kid Fight and about I'll work Then I watch the kid and I know work. that it's all gonna be okay we I wanna social dance dance with girl. you, girl Stay six feet back, girl. But keep your heart close. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven. And as I sit in my car, surrounded by people who are all doing the same thing, we're all dealing with a global pandemic right now, folks. It's the one thing that everyone in the world is dealing with at the exact same time. We're all dealing with it. Black, white, gay, straight, man, woman, old, young, we're all dealing with it. It doesn't matter who you are, Democrat, Republican, it's going to affect you. I'm not going to talk about it too much here because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but I do hope that you're all being safe. If you don't have to go anywhere, don't go anywhere. If you don't have to be around people, don't be around people. If you're in that age group that is low risk for catching this thing, that doesn't mean that you can't carry it to others. So let's just be safe, let's be smart, and let's try to hang out in this world a little bit longer and read comic books and stuff. Speaking of comic books, hey, if you're home not doing anything and you're listening to this podcast, let's talk about a comic book. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and I hope everybody out there is being safe in this current global crisis we have going on. I can tell you that I myself, I'm doing my best. My family has not been out of the house in over a week. The only one really that we have to worry about is me because I still have to go to work. I got to go to work. I got to go to the store. I'm out there among the people. And so there's always fear that I'm going to get it and then I'm going to bring it home. But all we can do really is just do our best, just cross our fingers, wash our hands, try to stay away from people as much as possible. Social distancing, six feet, they say. I mean, that's not a problem for me. I personally enjoy a six-foot bubble around me. It's pretty easy for me to distance myself socially. 
That's what I'm all about. Socially awkward. That's what I'm saying, folks. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven. And if you're listening to this, that means that... Well, it means I'm behind, dang it. I'm not going to make any excuses for it. Okay, I'm going to make one excuse. Coronavirus. You know, you're there. You're dealing with it just like I am. And because of it, I've been falling behind. Probably. I don't know. I'm recording this in advance. As I'm recording this, I'm not behind. I'm recording this in case I do fall behind. So if you're listening to it, I'm behind. Which means what I'm going to do is is I'm just going to record this intro. I'm going to record something at the end. But everything in between, as we did last time with Conan, the Frost Giant's daughter, I'm going to present to you an old episode of the Stephen R. Else podcast that is no longer published online unless you are a subscriber or you go to the Everything or Else feed. This is episode number 35. It was published on April 22nd, 2019. So it's not, well, depending on when this episode here comes out, it may or may not be quite a year old. Here we go. Hey folks, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to give some information to y'all, all of you out there in listener land. My other podcast, which is called Stephen or Else, I got a brand new episode that just landed yesterday. It's the first new episode that I have put out for that podcast since December. These things do take a long time to put together. These particular episodes that I do for Stephen or else, they shouldn't take that long. But there's a new episode out there. There's another one coming within a week or two right after that. And I urge you all to go check it out. StephenOrElse.com. You can find it anywhere else you get podcasts. You can even listen to audio versions, audio-only versions on YouTube. That's all I got for you. Let's start the episode. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly. They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. I apologize for that, but I think you'll find this a bit more interesting. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and I'm coming at you once again behind, behind the eight ball. I'm late. You know, there's this apocalypse going on. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. We're in the middle of an apocalypse. All right. So it's not that bad, but it is a worldwide pandemic. Hey, folks, it's just another fanboy coming at you like boom, like lightning, like a flash of thunder. That's not right. Thunder doesn't flash. It's a flash of lightning and a boom of thunder. I'm coming at you hard like a hurricane in the area of the country where hurricanes happen, you know, down there around that panhandle thing. But. I don't know why I'm coming at you so hard, folks. I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing it. Maybe something happened to me as a child. I don't know. I've never really put that much thought into it, to tell you the truth. I mean, I guess when I cast my mind back to my youth, did my father ever tell me that he loved me? I think so. I think he did. I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain he did. But really, I'm not sure why I'm getting this in depth with you folks here in this intro of this episode. Maybe it's because I need something from you, something more than just 
you casually listening to the show. I mean, I don't need that much. I just need complete and utter devotion and loyalty and maybe a million dollars. You know, just love and money. That's all I really need from you folks. I'm not asking a lot, okay? Love and money. Complete, blind loyalty and money. Maybe a little respect, you know. Little respect can go a long way. Not as far as money will take you. Money's going to take you pretty far. I can I can go with lack of respect if there's money in place of that. So you be the judge. Do you want to give me respect or do you want to give me money? Because I'll go for either. I would prefer the money because I like shiny things. I like shiny things that come in small packages. I also like shiny things that come in big packages and have lots of buttons and make little noises like beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, stuff like that. That stuff I really find entertaining. But hey, you know, I should probably mention that my name's Steven. I'm the host of this here show. It's called Just Another Fanboy. And all of us nerds know that May the 4th is Star Wars Day because it's May the 4th. I'll be with you. Isn't that clever? <laughs> anyway, because it was Star Wars Day, of course, it got me thinking about Star Wars, and it also got me watching some Star Wars, but not just any Star Wars. I finally got to see Rise of Skywalker, and I loved it oh so much. I enjoyed The Last Jedi. There were some moments, I thought the whole scene of them riding the big, weird, freaking alien horse things through the casino. I thought that whole part was kind of weird. The whole, we got to go got, get this guy who can crack the code, otherwise we can't do whatever it is. We, I thought that whole thing, that whole little side adventure was kind of weird. I could, I could do without that in the movie, but I didn't hate the movie for the, for the same reasons that other people did. There are some people that just throw so much hate and shade on that movie, whereas I, I enjoyed it. I've watched it three times, and I have enjoyed it every single time. Rise of Skywalker, however... I mean, holy crap, that was a freaking great movie. It was one of those movies that it was soon as it was, oh, good Lord, I can't even talk. I liked it so much. It was one of those movies that as soon as it was over, I wanted to watch it all over again. I mean, there were moments in that movie where I was laughing. I was in tears. I was cheering. Well, not out loud. I, I, I tend not to, to cheer out loud when I'm sitting alone on my couch watching a movie. But in my heart, dudes, I was cheering. Why did I say dudes? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, America, the world, whoever's listening, in my heart, I was cheering. I got angry in some scenes. You know, the bad guys do stuff that just make me angry. Not angry at the movie, angry for the right reasons. The movie was just an emotional roller coaster for me, and I was exhausted. I was literally, I'm not saying literally when I should be saying figuratively, I was literally exhausted when it was over. Okay, maybe not exhausted. I was tired. I was, I was spent. That freaking movie took me on a ride, and it took a lot out of me by the end. It was, I was so invested, and I enjoyed it so much. It, it just hit all my buttons. It did everything for me that I had hoped that the final chapter in the Skywalker saga would. And, and let's, let's hope it is the final chapter, frankly. I mean, I'm looking forward to more Star Wars movies. There does need to be more Star Wars movies because it's a giant universe. There's a bit, just a big giant sandbox for people to play in. But the whole Skywalker, Emperor Palpatine, all that, Darth Vader, that all that all just has to end. It's done. Do, let's not come back to it. We got a great original trilogy. We got a 
prequel trilogy that, granted, I wish, you know, I could do without. I enjoy them. I will watch them and I will have fun with them. But they could have been so much better. And that hurts. That hurts in my heart. And then we got the final trilogy, which was just excellent. Really good first movie, fairly decent second movie, and almost perfect third movie. I, I don't I don't know that I would call it perfect. I couldn't point out anything in it that would make me say this is why the movie's not perfect. But I mean, maybe the one scene where it showed Luke and Leia in the past and Luke was training Leia to be a, a, a Jedi. That was awesome. But of course, the digital, her face, his face looked okay. And then they showed her face and I was like, Ew, that's creepy as crap. That's like a mannequin come to life. Moisture farm. I got a job at my uncle's moisture farm. And I just harvest that shit up, harvest that shit up. I just harvest that shit up, harvest that shit up. I just. I met a man at a bar just talking dog. The dog don't talk, it goes. And I don't know who did you first, know who did you first. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, probably. I mean, the subject of this week's podcast doesn't necessarily lean toward something that will be spoiled, but who knows where my mind is going to go throughout the show, don't you know? The episode will also contain the gentle sound of rain plopping atop my car, if the microphone picks it up, that is. Proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, and my name is Steven. How y'all doing? Now this is episode number 105. And what that means is, well, it means I've put out 105 episodes. But beyond that, this is the end of season two. This is the final episode of season two of Just Another Fanboy. That means I'm taking a break. And I'm not coming back with original content until July the 23rd. Now, that doesn't mean you're not getting anything during the weeks between then. I will be releasing episodes. It just won't be original content episodes. It'll be clip shows. It'll be episodes from the old Just Another Fanboy from over a decade ago. It will be shows featuring my other podcast. And if you're unaware, my other podcast is the title of a podcast I do, which is the other podcast I do. And I do it exclusively for my patrons over on Patreon. That's not going away at all. I'm still going to be doing brand new original content episodes for... You, my patrons. If you're interested at all, it's a dollar a month. Literally, the minimum is a dollar a month. That's all you need to get on board that My Other Podcast train. And just as an example of episodes that I do over there, some of them are, hey, this is what I got coming up on Just Another Fanboy. Here's some exclusive content. Here's some behind the scenes. Here's some teasers. But I also do, for example, the the episode that I put out this week for My Other Podcast, I was talking about the new Suicide Squad book 
from Tom Taylor, which I love Osho very much. But hey, you can get on that bandwagon at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr. But let's, let's, let's stop talking about that. Let's get to the topic at hand. I've titled this episode, Look on the Bright Side of Life. And I'm not quite sure how I'm going to tackle this yet. I haven't made any notes. I haven't planned. I haven't prepared. This is all going to be off the top of my head. But I do have an idea in mind. I wanted the last episode of the season. I felt like I needed to talk about this whole global pandemic that we're going through because if all of my hopes and dreams come true, we'll be fairly out of it by the time the show comes back for season three, or at least we'll be close to being out of it. But I didn't want to, I wanted to almost, I wanted to focus on the positive things that have come out of this pandemic. And it's, it's going to be really hard for me to talk about because I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm not trying to ignore the over 100,000 deaths that have happened in the United States due to this pandemic and the, the many more deaths across the world. I'm not trying to ignore that. I'm not trying to ignore the sacrifices that our first responders and our doctors and our teachers and Frick, anybody who has been affected economically by this crisis, be it they've lost their job because their company has had to shut down or for whatever reason, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to ignore those aspects because they're out there. But I feel that there is plenty of content out there that is, that's talking about the pandemic, that's talking about it's talk there there's other people talking about this stuff that can do it much better than I can. What I wanted to do was talk about stuff that have come out of the pandemic that creative ventures that could have only happened that have only happened because of this pandemic. And I'll give you a I'll give you an example. The first one on my list is a podcast called The Darkest Timeline. Now this is a this is both an audio podcast, you can also see it on YouTube. I'd like to apologize here for breaking into this episode, but we had some issues with some of the audio, the microphone failing, doing bad things, taking the audio and twisting and turning and pinching it in places it didn't really need to be pinched. And so I've tried to save what I could in this small, short little segment, really just a small, short little segment in which I was discussing the podcast, The Darkest Timeline hosted by Joel McHale and Ken Jung, and basically just saying how much I've enjoyed it. It was rather cool. But as I've lost most of that, all you're getting is this, and then we will now take you up with the rest of the episode. Thank you. Now, in relation to that, last week maybe, the week before last, and it probably came about because of this Darkest Timeline show, the cast of Community got together through a, a Zoom call and basically did a table read of one of their episodes. And then they did a, a Q&A after it. And it was so much fun. The only person they didn't get back was Chevy Chase. Otherwise, they were all there. Dan Harmon was there. The, the episode in particular didn't have Chevy Chase in it. It was the episode, if you watch Community, it's the episode where they are, they have just returned from Pierce's funeral and... Walter Goggins plays this character that comes in to bequeath them what Pierce has left for each of them in their will. But first, he, he's, he sends them through a series of questions. They're all hooked up to a lie detector. 
Now, Walter Goggins was not on there to read his parts, but they got the dude that plays the Mandalorian. And it was really funny. There's a moment within the episode when when they get to the point where Pierce is bequeathing stuff to these to to the the folks in community where I don't know if the it, it, it's almost like the guy from I can't think of his name, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. He didn't prepare. He didn't read the script ahead of time. So he reaches a certain point that just he was not expecting. And he has a really hard time getting through this particular moment in the episode because he cannot stop laughing. It was so much fun. And and again, this is something I don't think we would have gotten without the pandemic. Another thing that I have enjoyed that has come out of the pandemic is um, Kirby Crackle does a... Uh, I can't think of the name of the episodes now. He does a weekly episode, live cast on YouTube, the quarantine cast. Get up at six, pour me some kicks, maybe some tricks, and then a cup of tea, brushing my teeth, out on the street, baby, not me. I'm stuck in quarantine, suck it up, man, you can swallow your pride Your only job now is to stay inside Playing guitar, not going far, it can't be bugged What am I doing here, watching TV, watching TV, watching TV I see a pattern here, waving out the window to the passers-by Don't know the day, but it ends with why podcast is going to contain one man's opinions about the state of the world, more specifically the state of the country here in the United States. If these views, if these opinions make you angry, then you may want to go find another podcast.
Proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. My name is Steven and I'm feeling pretty angry lately. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling helpless. I just don't know what to do. And I feel like the only thing I can do at this point is talk about things and just express my opinion on what's going on in the country currently in, in, I mean, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what we got going on in the United States right now. And it makes me Again, it makes me angry. It makes me sad. It, it it makes me feel like there's nothing I can do to change things. Let me just start right off the top here by saying that I believe that black lives matter. I firmly believe that. I don't understand these people who stand off to the side and they they watch the youth of America out there marching and protesting for justice because young black men, black people, but but it's it's. It seems to be more young black men are being killed by police officers all across the country in a disproportionate sense than white folk, for example. There's something about a young black man that just scares the crap out of white people. It just just scares them, just makes them scared. Oh, it, it, there's a young black man. Obviously, he's in a gang and he's going to shoot and kill me. And that just makes me angry. And for police officers... I think, I think a lot of this, okay, I'm really been struggling with, with even making this episode because I'm not sure anything I say is going to be coherent. And I'm afraid I'm just going to sit here and ramble and ramble like I've been doing so far. But to me, as I view things in the country, it's, it's glaringly obvious that the men and women that we pay to protect us, the police officers, there is a, systemic issue with racism within that organization. There is a, there's an issue with, with racism and, um, just being, these people just feel like they can do whatever they want and they can get away with it because they have been for decades and decades and decades. And that has not become so obvious as it has lately with these protests. There's so much footage out there of the police being excessively violent to protesters for no reason at all, just for the simple fact that these people are protesting. And I think what angers me the most is that I didn't, I didn't see it as clearly as I'm seeing it now. It's been out there. You've been hearing it. I mean, my first, my first experience really kind of hearing about what's going on in the world when it comes to the police and racism and uh, unjustly targeting black people, I think goes back to, to Rodney King. I was a, I was a teenager, maybe late teens. Uh, can't quite remember when that was. But of course, as a white person who doesn't see this, who doesn't experience this at all, especially a white person from small town Kansas. I mean, I grew up in a small town in Kansas, so I just, I wasn't really around diversity all that much. Now, thankfully, despite the fact that I grew up in this small town where there was a lot of racism going on, I didn't quite understand that that's what it was growing up. Luckily, my parents, my parents are not racists, I guess I should say. Um, they never, you know, a lot of, uh, 
I hear a lot of comments that the people that are that are that are running the world today, these these uh, white folks that are in their 60s, 70s, they're the ones that, you know, once we're just waiting for them to die out and then racism will be fixed. And that's that's a that's a very ridiculous statement. I've I've heard people say that. And that's ridiculous because if you are a racist human being who believes deep in their heart that people of color are inferior to them. And you are, you have children, you're going to pass those beliefs down to your children. I mean, we saw what a couple of years, right after Trump was elected, we saw young men marching for white pride. Racism's not going to go away when a certain generation dies off. Saturday night on a tabletop of dreams While others fake laughs while they sign autographs Yeah, you know just what I mean Cause we're all looking for the words Looking for the reasons The ways we're holding on Stop the love from leaving The things we've always known The land, the brands, deceivers Sometimes I can't help but to stop and stare At the world go by And what's felt but is never quite seen Welcome to an all-new episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and yes, we are between seasons. Yes, I've been putting out bonus episodes to tide you over between seasons two and three, but this is going to be an all-new, all-new content episode. We're going to consider it an episode from season two because I want to talk about a book. A book came out this week that I read that I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to wait till season three to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it right now. And that book is Deceased, Dead Planet, issue number one by Tom Taylor and Trevor Harrison. So if you haven't read Deceased, I'm going to, I'm going to spoil some stuff for you. Deceased is the book that started it all. It was a six issue limited series. I believe it was just six issues. It was, for all intents and purposes, it's a zombie book set in an alternate DC universe. You can consider it a Elseworld story. It, uh, it's what happens when Darkseid, who is out still trying to get that anti-life equation, he uses Cyborg because he finds out that Cyborg is the key to unlocking the anti-life equation. But when he does so, it turns the anti-life equ- equation into basically a, a computer virus. And the first person it infects is Darkseid himself, and he turns into a rage zombie and starts destroying stuff. The virus is inside Cyborg, but it doesn't affect him in any way. And so Desaad sends him back to Earth, opens up a boom tube, like, I got to get this guy out of here, and he sends him back to Earth. And the moment Cyborg touches ground on Earth, he realizes that this anti-life equation in him, this computer virus, is connecting to the Internet because Cyborg is connected to the Internet via wireless. And so he tries to shut it down. He tries to throw up some firewalls, but the virus gets out there. And anybody who is looking at a screen 
or talking into their phone, anybody who is connected to the internet via their phone, their computer, their smart TV, whatever, just immediately get infected by the anti-life computer virus equation thing. And the whole world just suddenly turns into these rage zombies. And many of the superheroes are not looking at devices and whatnot. And so they try to, they try to stop it and save as many people as they can. But all, a lot of the big name superheroes end up getting infected. John Jones, um, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, he gets infected and his ring is then passed on to Black Canary and she turns into a Green Lantern. Batman gets infected. Wonder Woman gets infected. Superman gets infected. The big three, John Jones, a lot of the big, big original Justice League folks, Aquaman gets infected. And the purpose of the book at that point is that before he gets infected, Superman takes Lois and his son, Jonathan and Damian Wayne and a bunch of other people, including Lex Luthor to the Fortress of Solitude so they can come up with a plan. And the plan they come up with is they have discovered a planet out there that is basically a, a copy of Earth. Not a copy, but it's a it's a suitable planet that's the same environment as Earth that, that humans can live on. And so they build these ships, these arcs, and they try to load as many people on them to get them off the planet. But the, the purpose of the anti-life equation, this computer virus, is to kill. So anybody that is infected with it, their main goal out there is to kill as many people as possible. Flash gets infected, and of course he can freaking infect thousands of people a second. And it's when Superman tries to stop him that Superman gets infected. In the meantime, over in Gotham, Poison Ivy has created a jungle. It's, it's turned Gotham into a jungle. And it's this kind of jungle that the plants are alive and they keep people out. So if you're in Gotham City, you're protected and she's protecting the people of Gotham. And so you've got a chunk of people in Gotham that are, that are living and thriving and protected from these anti-life zombies. And then you got the rest of the survivors that they can find. They're loading up, loading them up on these arcs and they do get away. The book ends with they get away. Um, cyborg stays behind, even though he's not infected, but he feels since it started with him, he shouldn't be with this population that's being, that's being, uh, taken away to live another life in safety away from the virus. And so he's fighting Wonder Woman as they try to get away. The, the Green Lantern Corps show up to fight Superman. The, so like, uh, John Stewart and Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner, they were all off planet with the Green Lantern Corps, so they didn't get infected. So the, the Green Lantern Corps come to help to get these people off to safety, and they decide they're going to stay behind and monitor Earth. They're not going to stay on Earth. Or, you know, they float in space. They have guard duty, basically, just to keep an eye on things. But Cyborg stays behind, and he's fighting Wonder Woman. And as he's fighting Wonder Woman, she wraps her lasso around him. She's at this point, she's a rage zombie. She's not using the lasso to get the truth out of him or whatnot. She's, she's trying to strangle him basically, but because that's what the lasso does, it dawns on him that he, he realizes that there is a cure to this thing and he knows what that cure is and the cure resides in him. And that's when she rips his head off and that's when the book ends. And you're like, man, that's some dark stuff. Food on the floor 
There's carts everywhere, there's blood on the door I just wanna buy some snacks and get back home But these ghouls are trying to eat my bones When I finally get home I turn on the TV The undead on the evening news is all I can see So I pop in a movie and I try to relax Listen to me while I tell you some facts Zombie apocalypse is messing up my week. The internet is always down. Can't update the Twitter stream. The zombie apocalypse, it wouldn't be so bad. If these zombies hadn't bitten my mom and dad I decapitated them and now they're buried in back I called my friend to see if he could come by my place By the time he reached my door he was missing his face I feel kinda bad that I did not let him in But without his lips he still had a grin The zombie apocalypse Messing up my week It's hard to watch the daily show Over all the cries and screams The zombie apocalypse I'd rather fight a shark I read in a book that you can punch them in the eye But sharks are my problem, yeah, and zombies are I've never seen so many girls outside without their clothes on Normally I think that's awesome, but it's actually a turn-off Cause I'm not into necrophilia, that's a fact Zombies moving slow, I feel like Jackie Joyner Cursed it like the popular kid in school And everybody wants a piece of me, but they can't Cause I like my pieces intact Myself. The food's running low, there's dust on the shelf But at least I have the voices arguing in my head Which is much better than being undead There you go, folks. First half of 2020, season two, the first half of the year as told through the eyes or through the mouth, I guess, of the Just Another Fanboy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, I worked really hard on it. And you've got another episode on Thursday which will be going through the back half of the year. But before we sign off, let me just talk about the songs you listen to. Again, it was all Kirby Crackle. You can find them at kirbycracklemusic.com or you can buy their music at iTunes or on Bandcamp. You can stream their music wherever you stream music. It's out there, man. He even has a YouTube channel. Go check that out. He does the quarantine cast. But the songs you heard today were Coming Home, Oh This Year, No spoilers, please. Set your phasers to sexy. I want a social distance with you. Moisture farm. Quarantine. The same thing. And of course, zombie apocalypse, which kind of is kind of a good song to wrap up the end of the show. 
because sometimes I feel with the quarantine, I feel like we're almost living in a zombie apocalypse. Don't you? Okay, maybe not. Probably not. That's not even close. But join me back here on Thursday. We'll wrap up the year. I will talk a bit about my plans for 2021. Just a little bit. Just some teases. Just some ideas I've got marinating in the old brain for 2021. Because we ain't stopping with 2020. I got big plans for 2021. If I can do what I want to do, if I got the time, if I've moved stuff around the way I want to move stuff around, 2021 should be a pretty big year for the podcast. But until then, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Wear a mask. Stay safe. See you on Thursday. Good job.